My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Welcome to Job Logs, a podcast that features candid conversations with young professionals about work, life, and everything in between. everyone welcome to job logs i'm courtney i'm joy marie and this is your what is it you're like your professional girlfriends yeah in the we're like office. your girlfriends you know we're the the girls you go to happy hour with or i like that you know do yeah. breakfast with before a particularly challenging work day you can consider us your career confidants i <laughs> put a stamp on it i love it so we have a great show lined up for you today. We're talking about money, mm. money, 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 y'all. And we're joined in the studio, what well, we will be, by our friend Brandon Williams. And we're going to talk about everything from, like, investing mm-hmm. to budgeting. It's going to be a great, great time. We also have some listener questions. Yeah. More. Yeah. All stuff that, like, really makes my head hurt that <laughs> I don't understand at Listen. all. So really looking forward to it. And we've got big news, Huge, Joy. major, major, major news. So we are signed to ACAST. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Okay, so ACAST, for those of you who don't know, is a Swedish podcasting company. Um, so we're joining the likes of BuzzFeed's Another Round, Call Your Girlfriend, all shows we love and adore. And we're so honored to be on the platform. What does that mean for you guys? What it does means. It mean? that you will start hearing some ads, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I know we don't all love ads, but I will say, like, you know, ads really help us keep the show going. Yeah. Help to make sure it's sustainable and lives beyond sort of just, like, this fun hobby we started <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, and so thank you guys so much for your flexibility and your patience. Be sure to hit us up if there's anything that just really doesn't work for you so we can get that feedback. But mm-hmm. it's overall a really, really exciting thing. Yes. Um, in terms of your listening experience, it should go unchanged. Mm-hmm. Let us know if it does. But, you know, the episode will push to iTunes, to SoundCloud, all of the usual places where you consume it or your own podcatcher. You shouldn't have to do anything different. But awesome. you can also now listen on Acast's players. And Acast is pretty cool. Have you listened to anything? On? I have not You yet. haven't? It's really, really neat. So they have really innovative technology, and this is why they're getting a lot of press and buzz in the media they have technology basically where you can ins- we can insert like pictures when we're talking about something or oh, like cool. a link to an article right in the episode and you guys can click Perfect. right in the player today yeah tweets. exactly nice. so it's really cool check them out um, we're really really excited and thank you guys for all of your support to get us here awesome. really great month yes. for us also yeah. as you know 
anniversary anniversary we are going to be celebrating our one-year anniversary with an event march 5th we're almost sold out yes right here in the city right in new york city asap jawbox.com slash improv brunch um what is an improv brunch what is an improv brunch so we're gonna have a facilitated Mm -hmm. improv session a facilitated workshop by two professional comedians. They're incredible. As a matter of fact, we're going to have them tell you guys a little bit about improv and what they do. Cool. Here's the clip. I think when a lot of people think of improv, they think, whose line is it anyway? Or Saturday Night Live? Or... They think about Amy Poehler and Tina Fey or any number of these wonderful, brilliant people who have come out of improv comedy um, and developed themselves as fantastic comedians. And that is certainly a huge part of why improv is valuable uh, in our wonderful world. But there is a whole other side to it, um, which is a side that really excites me. And that's the whole act of creating something in the moment with other people. So on March 5th, Powersuit Improv, which is a company focused on how improv can improve your communication skills at work, is going to be teaming up with Joblogs to uh, host Improv Brunch, which is going to be basically brunch, which who doesn't love that, Um, paired with a bunch of incredible improv exercises and games, all focused around building creativity, collaboration, and confidence uh, in how we communicate at work. So we hope you can make it. We hope you can have a good time with us, drink some mimosas, and have some have some lols. Please cut out the part where I say have some lols. Awesome. So now tickets will definitely sell out. So go to, where do we go for tickets, Joy? Jobblogs.com slash improv brunch. See there. Get yours ASAP. And what else? Oh, and if you're not not in the city or if you're in the city, whatever, subscribe to com slash weekly. Yes. Um, for our great weekly newsletter. Mm-hmm. Links for you to like talk about the water cooler, mm-hmm. some professional development stuff. Yeah, Bracco's for your commute because mm-hmm. we know those commutes belong. Yes. Um, so check us out there. All right, so now it's time to clock in. This is the segment of the show where we check in on each other professionally, hold each other accountable, but also just, like, hear about any challenges we're dealing with, what's going on at work. So what's new with you, Courtney? Well, since money is the motive this week, um, (laughs) I want to talk a little bit. I'm getting really serious about how I present myself when I'm doing freelance work. Mm. Um, I've had a significant uptick in, like, I just want to pick your brain conversation uh, and help me out with this. Yeah. So I really just wanted to like, you know, buckle down yeah. on that freelancer aspect yeah. of my life. And luckily, I didn't even realize how many entrepreneurs and freelancers are in my circle. Like mm. when I started thinking about like, oh, what's the scope of work and all these other things. And so many people had resources. I have to shout to my roommate, Jen. She's on Twitter at mm-hmm. E Well, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> she... It's great when your roommate is a career coach and brand strategist. Oh, is she? she? I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, so she just gave me, like, this template for creating a scope of work. Mm. And it's a really great exercise, even if your client doesn't require an extensive one. Mm -hmm. It's great to, like, you go through and you figure out the deliverables 
Well, what is the scope of work? Because I know we like use them at work with vendors and stuff like that. Um, but like in the context of freelancing, what what exactly is that? Well, scope of work is exactly what it sounds like it is. It says how much work is involved mm. to accomplish the goals that you brought me on to accomplish. <laughs> and why is it important to have one? It's important because you want to get everyone on the same page mm. before any money is exchanged, oh, before I any see. work starts. You want the client to know this is what you've hired me for and right. this is what I'm going to deliver. Right. So basically to like manage everybody's expectations. Yeah, yeah It's so funny. Jonathan Jackson, um, shout out to Jonathan, who is an editor at LinkedIn and also works at Blavity. He says yeah. this really cool thing. Don't let people pick your pockets and disguise it by <laughs> picking your brain. You <laughs> absolutely cannot aimlessly dig around through my intellect. Uh, I love that. Good one, John. I feel like that's like essentially what, yeah, what this definitely. is. Yeah, definitely. And it was a great exercise for me because I didn't give this much detail to the client, but I mm. went through every action that I needed to do to accomplish what they wanted. Mm. And then I assigned hours oh, to each. Nice, nice. And then multiplied it by my rate to say, mm. okay, this is an estimate of what this is going to cost. Right. So it allows me not to over-service them yeah. and also not under-quote them. So they're, like, mm. shocked that it's taking this much I love money. that. I love that. Yeah, so that was great. Another tip from Jen for – I've never been – it scared me to, like – think of a rate like I just didn't rate, know yeah. like what goes into <laughs> yeah. it like what are other people doing yeah. and she gave me a great tip is just take your annual salary or your desired annual salary um, and divide it by 2080 that'll break it down to an hourly rate of like oh, what okay. your job is paying you okay then you add on a 30 percent <laughs> of course because the government is coming that's true as we we're in tax season so you guys know yeah that's so, yeah, true that's a great way to come up with an hourly rate awesome yourself. i love that yeah i love that good luck with the project I let us know how it goes on my business yes legit <laughs> what about you joy <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you know, kind of coasting through the month. Super stoked for the event. I can't wait to see everybody there. Um, I've been thinking a little bit about, like, my corporate exit strategy, which some of y'all will be like, Joy, didn't you, you just, just get a promotion a last month? <laughs> <laughs> well, not for any time soon. Okay. So if you listen to my boss and my employee listen to this, I'm not leaving. <laughs> but um, I am giving it some thought because just in terms of, like, some of the discussions we've had around building the type of life you want – I don't think I'm going to be working corporate forever, and I think it's perfectly okay in our generation these days to yeah. be realistic and honest about that. I'm very open with my coworkers and everything about the the podcast and lots of like fun panels and things oh, I'm nice. doing, um, and so. You know, I, I'm moderating like a panel at um, uh, something called Podcast Movement this summer, which is very new for me. So all of these activities that are being introduced into my life that I never really imagined for my life mm -hmm. are also opening up my mind to the possibilities of what my career could look like in the next 10, 15 years. So just starting to think about, you know, where do I want to go next in terms of my role. Mm -hmm. um, how long do I want to work in corporate? What city do I want to live in? I've always said I want to like work internationally at some point mm -hmm. and mama's not getting any younger. So <laughs> like building that in and just thinking about like what that would look like over like the next 10 years or so. Nice. So that's all it is. Nothing, not dreaming, like a, yeah, know. exactly. Just sort of dreaming, um, not putting anything solid behind it just yet, but just yeah. thinking about it. I like it. And then also, like, in that vein of thought, <laughs> I was talking to a friend about, like, 
these like status purchases that some people have at a certain age. I feel like we're in New for York example. City for like so like a house would be like oh. a status purchase, right? Like What's you hit a certain age, <laughs> right? So we're in New York City where I feel like we're so exempt from a lot of some of the static status purchases. Status purchases. Our peers are making like cars or mm-hmm. houses or like. Um, things like that but they're also smaller ones like do you own a food processor (laughs) I mean these are you know what I'm saying like we you know when do we get like that type of of thing in in the kitchen and I feel like living in New York City you just don't have these things (laughs) oh I also do think New Yorkers stunt on like when they leave the city like where Mm. they're going where they're, they're going? Their travel, like oh yeah, about yeah, yeah. Their travel pick. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, is it snowing? <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, I've been thinking about that lately. I don't. I, I don't know what my feelings are. I don't know if I feel bad about it or not. But, like I don't have a car. I don't own a house. Um, I mean, you deserve a little treats for yourself every once and again. So that's a status. So like yeah. a really nice like tote bag, right? Like spending more than like three hundred dollars yeah. on a bag. That's kind of yes. like a. That, no, I'm saying yeah. at a certain age, maybe a certain promotion or something. Mm-hmm. That's like a nice status that's, purchase. Yeah. Nice little brand yes. li- um, name. Uh, expensive pair of shoes mm-hmm. so you know maybe maybe we'll uh yeah get into some of that yeah, treat, yourself. <laughs> treat myself all right <laughs> all right up next we have rants raves and reviews this is a segment of the show where we each share a rant, a rave, or a review for a product, a service, an experience, something that's making our lives better or worse. So, Joy. <laughs> Ranting, raving, reviewing. I'm raving. Okay. I'm raving about an episode of Blackish that aired a couple weeks ago. Which, Loki, Blackish is great. Blackish is phenomenal. Like, it's I could rave show. about the show itself forever. And for those of you that aren't familiar, it's a. ABC show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a African American family, uh, mom, dad, three kids. It's the cutest thing ever. The cast is phenomenal. It has Tracy Ellis Ross and um, Anthony Anthony Anderson. Anderson. Yes. Yep. And then and the kids are great actors and actresses oh, too. So cute. So amazing. Yeah. Oh, matter of fact, did I miss one? Four kids. <laughs> oh, I always yes. forget Junior. <laughs> Which is like poor thing. Perfect for the show. That's his character. Yes. He's like very forgettable. <laughs> um, it's four kids, but. You know, I really love the show itself because it seems to touch on a lot of very relevant mm-hmm. co- contemporary issues that are happening, like, real time. Yeah. And the episode that I'm raving about in particular is season two, episode 13. It was called Keeping Up with the Johnsons. Mm-hmm. And they tackled, like, some really deep money issues that many families deal with. Um, specifically in the context of, like, African-American families. But, you know, they kept it so real. Basically, Anthony Anderson's character has, like, come into money. He's doing very well. He's an ad exec. His wife is a doctor. And so they have money in the family. But there was this point, I'm not going to spoil it for y'all, but they pretty much figured out, like, they were just blowing a lot of it. Didn't have investments and things like that. And so they go on this, like, money diet to cut back and see if they can cut their spending. And there were just so many themes in that episode that were just 
so real and so incredible to see mm -hmm. on a televised platform. And so I loved it because it really made me think about the dynamics of money in my family. My parents are pretty well to do, but like, so, you know, I never learned about like investments and stuff like that because they, they didn't either. So um, it just touched on a lot of things that were great. I don't want to nice. spoil it for you guys, but definitely check it out. Check it out. Well, really yeah. good episode. One of my favorites from the show. Cool. What are you doing? I'm raving. This is my, oh, this is my homie from way back. <laughs> Mint. I love you. Mint. So much. Mint is a website. It's mm. an app, a money management tool. And I started using it really heavily when I had a gig that was very European about their payment and wanted to give me a monthly <laughs> check. I didn't know that that's like the European way. Oh, yeah. Way. Oh, that's get, how my daddy gets paid. Yeah, yes. once a month. Ooh. <laughs> you need to count every penny. Like, you need oh, to know like where you are and the month was coming. Oh. Like, you need to know. Okay. So, men helped me do that. They have this great... The thing that I use it most for, they have a budget tool. Mm. So, you set your monthly allowance for several different categories. Okay. So, I'll set up like rent, utilities, entertainment, mm. food, whatever. Okay. And how does it track that? Um, you have to go, this is the key, major mm. key here, Major key. People. You have to go back throughout the month and make sure, because it syncs with your credit card or your debit card, all oh, your accounts. Oh, your accounts. Oh, nice. It syncs, so the transactions will come up in May. Okay. Make sure you go back and put it in the correct category. Oh, okay. It does it okay. automatically with the algorithm, but yeah. sometimes it messes yeah, yeah, up yeah. a little bit. So go back and check, and then it has this fabulous little bar graph where it like creeps over as you spend. It shows you has... where you're wilding out. Yes. <laughs> I live by the mint. I die by oh, the mint. I love that. I love it so much. And it's really helpful when you need to like tweak something like mm -hmm. right now I'm trying to find an apartment in mm -hmm. New York. You pray for me out there. <laughs> and so I wanted to like put it more away for I'm saving up for a security deposit. Yes. So I like I scaled down on my in. entertainment, went mm -hmm. up on my savings. So Fabulous. How many categories do you have? Like, how specific do you I get with yourself? I have a good seven, eight, maybe ten. Okay. <laughs> do you find that you really stick to them? I really do stick to them. I wow. think it's also because, like, growing up, my mother worked in banking. Mm. So I used to see her all the time balancing her checkbook. Oh. Like, that little desktop calculator was yes. whirling. Yes. Okay, every weekend <laughs> she got her books balanced. And now I'm the same way. That's with awesome. Yeah. I love that level of discipline. I will admit I am not that way. Like, I get my paycheck, and I have, obviously, my recurring bills. So yeah. I auto-pay those. They just come right out yeah. whenever they're due. But, you you know, if I want to spend 50 on food one week, 200 on food because I went out a lot another yeah. week, which don't judge me is very, very like plausible <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you are not managing it, I find that I, I tend to end up looking back like where did my money go versus feeling yeah, see, like I can't I like keep it, it in my head like, oh, this feels like yeah. I'm no, I need to know yeah. numbers and graphic illustrations. All right, girl, maybe I'll try it. Try it. <laughs> Guys, next we're going to have a bit of a round table about these money issues. Mm -hmm. And we thought it would be a good combo to have our friend Brandon Williams sit in on. Hi, Brandon. Uh, hey, Brandon. Hey, how you guys doing today? Thanks for having me. Um, yes, we're so excited to have you. Yes. So Brandon um, is a Chicago native. 
mm-hmm. Howard alum. Nice. Um, and you. his passion for finance, he left his career in advertising to work uh, on Wall Street, managing high net worth that counts as a stockbroker. Mm, look at you. And then his passion for people led him to leave Wall Street. And now he works in education technology here in the city, and he continues to share his insights learned from uh, Wall Street stockbrokers in a radical new venture. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Very cool. But I wanted to start this conversation because I know we're in tax season, Mm -hmm. so we're all like money is Ready for their refund check. Let me tell y'all something. I am thinking about all the things I'm going to (laughs) do. But I read this article recently. It was on Deadspin um, called I'm Not Broke Anymore and I'm Terrified. Mm. And it had this great quote in there. It says, money is not just math. It's also psychological. Mm. So I thought it would be a good place to start a conversation is like once you start having a bit of a salary, like how do you let go of this fear that's associated money when you're broke? (laughs) Okay, girl, fear. You're really (laughs) and really start like thinking about like how do I make my money work for Uh, me? And the flip side is like if you're still broke, the struggle is real. mm. How do you still face that fear to kind of address those issues? It's so funny that you asked that because I was thinking the very same thing. I think from a little bit of a different perspective, not so much fear, although that is something I have seen in like friends I've had that grew up maybe with not as much that are coming into money. They're really great with their money. Um, but then also on the other side, maybe if you have had it, and you, but you're coming into more. I mean, let's talk about myself. Like I just started making a salary mm-hmm. in the last two years, mm-hmm. and I don't, I haven't really known how to manage that. And I'm just coming into like realizing like my peers have 401ks and things like that. So like when you're coming into money for the first time or more money or whatever the case is, how do you like how do you manage it? Where do you begin? Yeah, um, where do you even begin? It kind of starts with knowledge is power to kind mm. of uh, get rid of that fear. Fear is really tied into not knowing much about a particular situation. So especially when it comes to investing. The number one thing is first to kind of educate yourself and figure out what it is that you're looking for um, and what it is you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So if you're just coming into money, the first thing I would do is try to figure out, um, look towards the future. Like, what, how do you want to live during retirement? In other mm-hmm. words, like, how much do you want to pay yourself? Do you want to live off a salary of 30000 a year yeah. when you retire? Do you want to live off a salary of 50000 a year? Yeah. If you do a little bit of math, just having a salary of $30,000 a year means that you would need to have at least about 1.5 million in the bank by the time you retire. Oh, really? <laughs> now, yeah. So, I clearly have not done the math. <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, a lot of people think, okay, if I just save, you know, maybe $10, $20 a mm. month, or if I just save $100 a month, mm, I'll get good. there. Yeah. Y- nah. You're not going to get there. <laughs> yeah, and like, a good way to tell that is just ask your parents how yeah. they're doing. Um, more yeah, than likely, yeah, you know, they're true. not exactly where they thought they would be. Yeah. And part of that is because um, they didn't have the education in place, and mm. then they didn't really kind of do the math and say, hey, okay, well, if I need $1.5 million in order to have 30000 you know, a year, a year yeah. this and this is how long do. it's going to take me to get there, too, right. like exactly. it's the other piece. But I think retirement is one very big yeah. piece of the puzzle. But for a mm-hmm. lot of us, it's like, again, like I'm, I'm kind of living in the now and the present. And maybe I've only known how to live in the now and the present with my money for mm-hmm. the last five, ten years. How do you even shift into the mindset of – thinking that far into the future and also like how does it impact like the next two years the next five years the next 10 years right so uh again it does start with at least 
knowing what you want for the future in order to mm-hmm. kind of even prepare for it. So yeah. whether you have $10 or, you know, $100 to put away each month, the first thing to decide is, okay, well, hey, one, does my job offer like a 401k, for mm-hmm. example? Yeah. Um, if they don't, then maybe I need to open up an IRA, which is like an individual mm-hmm. retirement account. Mm-hmm. Um, so first I would kind of explore your options to see uh, what you can get through your employer, especially yeah. if they do like matching or something like that. Yeah, and what's matching so for those who don't? No, or aren't familiar. Yeah, so it's very rare that companies do it these days, especially after, like, the stock market crash of uh, mm-hmm. 2007, 2008. But basically, um, a lot of companies will match you dollar per dollar up to a certain amount. So Match what you contribute into those accounts. Exactly. Oh, nice. So if you contribute, you know, 3% of your um, monthly salary to mm-hmm. it, then they'll contribute, you know, 3% as well up to mm-hmm. a certain so amount. So you're getting, so like, 6%. Exactly. So it's, like, free money. Mm-hmm. So, um, so everyone should do it basically like if, if they have that option yeah. Yeah. if it's available and if they're matching yes uh if they're not matching there's better alternatives out there oh, okay. so uh kind of the, again about the whole fear thing the way that the financial industry is kind of set up and they they thrive on that fear like mm. they want you to believe that you can't do it on your own yeah hence the need for stockbrokers yeah hence the need for all of these different you know advisors all these other programs yeah. that are coming out and they try to make it seem that it's something that you're not able to do on your mm. own pretty much all you want to do is invest in things that you use mm. uh, you know go to places that you shop if you like target you know invest in target if you buy lots of jordans buy some shares of nike you mm. know if you're into fitness a lot you know look into maybe fitbit or some wearable tech Yeah, Yeah. something of that sort. Yeah, that's real because I know the best, the most success I've had on the stock market when I've dabbled is (laughs) Chipotle. Chipotle. (laughs) Because when I was in college, Chipotle was my jam, and I heard they were (laughs) coming out with the IPO with stocks. I was like, Mom, I think you should buy some Chipotle stock when it comes out. And it started to go through the roofs because then everyone else discovered this was before the recent tragedies in Chipotle. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody is messing with Growing super fast. Everyone was like, oh, Chipotle's great too, girl. So, yeah, it really is a real-world reflection, the stock market. It reflects what's... Okay, yeah. I'm already a little stressed out by this conversation, though, because it's like, let's take a step back. It's like, so I think what you said about fear of what you don't know and don't yeah. understand, that's so real. And I am working a corporate job, you know, at a public company. I have a 401k because I knew it was a thing I should do, and they do match. But, like, beyond that, I don't, I've never invested in the stock mm. market, and I don't know. And I have tried to read some things. Like, I've... You know, I have pretty educated friends who are doing this just like y'all. And I've tried to read some things. And I just, it's so overwhelming. I just mm-hmm. don't get it. And I don't know where to start. So, like, what do you say to people who know that? And then I think also another misconception that might go along with that is, like, it doesn't matter. You don't need to have a lot of money to get started managing exactly. your money, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to people who are trying to manage whatever they have, whether it's a lot or a little bit? Um, and just don't know where to start. They might know they do want to start, but they don't Mm -hmm. know where to start. So start with creating a budget. I would use um, a program similar to Mint. I Mm -hmm. do use Mint as well to Mm kind of at least figure out, okay, these are things that I can cut as far as, you know, rent, Mm -hmm. um, utilities, things of that sort. So you're going to want to make sure that you write that out, write out exactly how much you want to spend for entertainment or Mm -hmm. uh, other things, and then see what little wiggle room you have. And then try to work backwards from that. Like, okay, well, maybe instead of, you know, having that Starbucks coffee five times a week, right. I do it four <laughs> times a week. Yeah. You know, if you're one of those people who goes out on the weekend a lot, um, you know, out to bars. I mean, one 
one of the reasons I don't like going to bars or clubs is because I have to pay $12 for one drink, and it's already watered down. And I can go to the liquor store and get a fifth for $25, All right, so it's like, to me, it's more... It, it's, it's those little, like, yeah. shifts, and, like, you can still have that whatever lifestyle it is you want, but exactly. and just in, And you can switch it off with your friends, like, okay, this week, you know, it's at my house, I'll mm. buy the bottle, and you guys come over, you know, so it can alternate like that. Yeah. So that's a way to save some money and still be social. Um, as far as eating out as well, I know, yeah. like, oh, in my I'm Facebook feed, yeah, I've got those videos of, like, you know, chefs cooking and stuff like that. Like, yeah. try to make some of that <laughs> stuff. Buzz, like, Buzzfeed food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, it might not come out as good as, you know, theirs, but at least fails. Yeah. You know, so I, I hear mean, you. that saves so you some money. money. I have started meal prepping and, and making my meals a lot. Oh, you have to? It's yeah. so, it's great because even if it's, like, coming out to around the same money as, like, the a certain week. Better. The quality is yeah. better. And also, like, I know exactly where I can come in every week with groceries, and I love watching my bank account not move <laughs> all week because I yeah. didn't go out to eat or yeah. order Seamless. Yeah. So that's incredible. Yeah. So I want to go back a little bit to that 401k conversation because mm-hmm. I know I get the paper and it's just like, whew, lots of boxes. <laughs> so how do you, how do I handle this, whether it's if I want to be more hands off with it mm. or like hands on, like what are some different approaches to setting up my 401k for retirement? For retirement. So the first thing about 401ks is it's not you don't have a lot of options, which is honestly the reason why I don't like them as much as like individual IRAs or other mm-hmm. types of uh, retirement accounts. Mainly because basically when you get a 401k, you're really just deciding which fund um, you want to invest in so there's really two types you're going to have like your target date funds as they're called which is pretty much like um, a 2050 fund in other Mm -hmm. words i'm looking to retire in the year of 2050 Mm -hmm. so everything inside of this mutual fund is Mm -hmm. kind of geared toward you know me retiring at that stage yeah Yeah. Yeah. so So it's like more riskier now and then it gets more conservative with how they over time what does risky and conservative mean you mean like in terms of the in, in terms of the investments, so okay. your more um, your risky investments would be mm-hmm. for like right now to invest in Shake Shack, for example. Oh, you okay. know, it's we. I mean, I love Shake Shack, but you know, it, <laughs> it's not a I. stable company quite yet, so it's yeah. a lot more risky than yeah. something stable like Johnson and Johnson. Oh, got it. Where people got it. always need band aids. Got it. Or even bonds, mm-hmm. you know, um, government bonds, things of those sorts. Those yeah. are really stable, stable investments. Yeah. So when you put your money in a four hundred one k, you're basically saying, hey, you guys over here take care of my money, trade it, do it, grow it until mm-hmm. I'm ready Form to it. take right. advantage of oh, it. In okay. relationship with, with that specific goal that you have in mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but the thing about 401ks, um, again, like you have those target funds. So if you're filling out that 401k form, if you want, you can check that 2050 box or 2055 mm-hmm. box or whatever the case may be. Or you can go the other route and choose like an index fund. Um, basically what an index is, is just like a group of stocks that, track a particular part of the market Mm. Uh, so i would usually suggest going with uh an index fund if you can with your 401k because they have less fees Mm -hmm. and they ask they actually outperform some of those target date funds so if you have the option get it matched and choose 
index. Now I wish like employers gave a one sheeter on this. You know what I mean? It's I mean, like, I had like a session where someone came in and talked about it, and it mm-hmm. was just I don't know. It's like over your it head. Is. It's like it, they yeah. give you all of these options. That plus benefits, which I can't even get into right now. I mean, yeah. blessing to have them, but it's yeah. like, how do you even make these decisions? It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, I want to talk about so. You, you talked about, like, regardless of whatever it is you're making, kind of working backwards mm-hmm. and figuring out where you have wiggle room. Mm-hmm. I've been doing some reading, and I, I saw this somewhere else. I can't remember where. So if you're listening and I'm getting this from you, let me know. But I saw somewhere that, like, millennials are disproportionately living paycheck to paycheck, even in the six-figure range, even making, like, over 100K a year, there's a disproportionate number of millennials that end up living paycheck to paycheck. And I think that's, I think like to your point, it's like Mm -hmm. the result of not managing, like if you don't know how to manage a little bit of money, you're not going to know how to manage a lot of money. Exactly. That all comes back down to your principles. Um, Honestly, like you should, if if you're making a hundred thousand a year, you should be able to live within your means. You really mm. don't have um, an excuse not to, even with student loans. And mm. talking to somebody who pays more than their <laughs> <laughs> in student loans, uh, don't we all? Um, but I mean, pretty much, if you think about it, the average income for uh, salary income for one person is mm-hmm. thirty six thousand dollars. Where the United States? Oh. That's the average income. Mm. So wow. we're talking about people with master's degrees all the way down to mm. them working at McDonald's wow. or whatever the case may be, the average is 36000 So if people can survive on yeah. that little, you have to yeah, have some type of way, you know, of, you have to have some perspective. Yeah. But again, the only way that you can kind of gain that perspective is to think long term and say, hey, yeah. well, if I want to keep living like this, you know, That's after true. I'm 60 or so, then I need to have so much set aside. Right. Like, you got to think beyond that seamless word. Yeah, because, like, one of my Uber biggest ride. fears, <laughs> I know, like, one of my biggest fears is waking up. I already don't like to go to work now. My, mm-hmm. my normal nine to five, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I do love my job. I love my company. Hey, I love really my job. Like I love job. my company. <laughs> we all say that. But, That's I mean, not nobody, true. nobody no. really wants to work. Job, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I mean, nobody legit, like, wants to work if they don't have to. So, one of my biggest fears is, you know, Waking up when I'm 60, 65, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm physically can't do it anymore, but knowing mm-hmm. that I have to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's cool. If you kind of mm-hmm. keep that in, in perspective, yeah. it kind of motivates you to say, okay, well, if I'm making 100 grand, like, yes, I could probably drive a Range Rover. Yeah. But why don't you just settle for yeah. it? You know, maybe just so that you have those options and flexibility. And that's a good point, not just even for the long term. But again, thinking immediately, like I have thrown out that, you know, one day I'd love to buy an apartment. But, you know, the rate I'm going, I really need to focus on my debt and minimizing my credit and things like that. Because what happens is that you won't have the option because you won't get approved. So it's those times when you're like or you have an emergency or you want to get a car for whatever reason because you're moving and you literally cannot Mm -hmm. because you didn't manage your money in a way that gives you the option to. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do a quick coffee break. <laughs> so I need to know something. When What's the line of harassment for getting my W? Because <laughs> I did the preliminary, like, you know, past gigs. So yeah. I'm like, hey, 
here's my new address. Yes. You know, just checking in for Didn't when W2s come out. Uh. It was great. The deadline came. It's January 15th. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> and there is nothing. And now we are late February. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think there's a line. Girl, okay. that's your money. <laughs> Listen. Call, write, show up in person. In yeah, okay, nah. This is, whew. That's toying with check. your money. Mm-mm. We don't play around with coins. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. All right, so we're having a great conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think the big takeaway for me is like you have to have a strategic approach to your money. Like yeah. a lot of times you just kind of let it happen to yeah, you and, and you're reacting mm-hmm. to it. And you really have to kind of stop, take stock of like what's happening and mm-hmm. look for those opportunities, mm-hmm. whether it's spending less in one place or maybe it's like if you have a lot of debt, maybe it's like maybe I need to go to a debt consolidation. Mm-hmm. Like thinking about how can we make this better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So exactly. where do we go to learn more about investing in the stock market? Like, are, do you have any resources? Yeah, there are a few resources uh, that you can check out. Uh, one, Invest Radical. Uh, that's my website. So you can go to investradical.com. We're actually going to be starting a newsletter at uh, the beginning of oh, next let's, month. Let's, let's back up. So tell us about Invest yeah, Radical. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, basically right now, again, we're, we're in the uh, beginning stages. But uh, as of right now, we're just like an online resource for investors, both uh, new and old. Mm-hmm. So we share some stock tips. Um, that I've learned on Wall Street. Uh, mm-hmm. You also get market updates and different strategies. Nice. Uh, we also partner with other uh, industry professionals, um, gain some of their knowledge and resources as well, and kind of share that with people. Very cool. I so, love that. Yeah, our main goal really is to bring a lot of those uh, techniques mm-hmm. that I found on Wall Street to mm-hmm. the everyday Joe, because a lot yeah. of people don't know. Like, for example, you can make money when the stock market goes down. Mm. I'm pretty sure about 95% of Investors yeah, don't yeah. know that. So, yeah. you know, on Wall Street or in the financial industry, we don't care if it goes up or down. We just need to know which direction. Because <laughs> we can make money going both ways. So. Yeah. No, um, I mean, that is really helpful and I think a necessary yeah, resource. So, yeah. So that's pretty much uh, what Radical is right now. Um, cool. But we will be doing workshops uh, soon. Oh, so, yeah, you can follow us. In the us New York City area or... We'll start Virtual? off in the New York City area, okay. uh, then heading down to D.C., and then we'll see where it goes from there. Awesome. I love that. Nice. So you said at Invest Radical? Yes. And Radical is spelled, though, R-A-D-I-C-L-E. Oh. So what that is, it's like the first root from a seed. Come on. And we're all about, you know, <laughs> pulling resources from different areas to kind of grow like one strong tree. It's all about nice. making a... Nice. So at like Invest Radical on Instagram... And Twitter. And Twitter. And you can follow us on the web. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Investradical.com, you said, for the subscribing to the newsletter. Yes, ma'am. Cool. Yep. Uh, some other sites that you can check out. Uh, I have another uh, friend who's a Howard alum. Uh, he has an excellent website. It's called uh, Black Market Exchange. It's mm. the BMX.com. Mm. So the letter B, 
M-E-X.com. And he has a lot of great videos um, and articles about, you know, investing in different strategies. So Mm. I'll check them out a lot, too. Mm. And then one of my go-to favorites is always Investopedia. Investopedia? Uh, Yeah, they have lots of videos. They explain everything kind of uh, in a, you know. As far as investing and kind of building. Yep. Growing for the Mm -hmm. long-term goals. I I love that. We'll put all of those in our episode links on the website. Yeah. Um, And what I really like, too, about all of these resources, um, with the exception of Investopedia, is just like you know it it speaks to people of color too and I Mm -hmm. think a lot of marginalized populations like economic empowerment is so important because that's like the legacy that you leave behind beyond your lifetime we spend more money than any other race right but we're the brokest right right so well that's a result of a lot (laughs) 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 right for another day but thank you so much as incredible resources and thanks for having me It is time for Ask Job Logs, the segment of the show where we address your career and life questions. You can submit your questions to us at any time at joblogs.com slash askjoblogs. Um, and I think we have one today. What are we working with, Courtney? Cool. Um, it's a question from Anonymous. It says, one of my goals this year is to network more, especially with fellow writers. I'm shy and awkward, so it's difficult for me to make conversation in person and online. I also worry about appearing too thirsty when attempting to make (laughs) connections. Any suggestions for reaching out to people? (laughs) I love the thirsty piece. That's so real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I've been, I've read something, um, I think on the Harvard Business Review, Um, that talked about this concept of inbound networking. And essentially, it was a fancy term for saying like, and I heard this like from someone else too, but it was a term for saying, you know, there is networking where you do outreach and connect Mm -hmm. and reach out to other people. But then there's also things that you can do to bring people to you. And so I think for all of us here, like we have, you know, I have job blogs, Mm -hmm. you have red work, um, you have invest radical, and we all have these different things that we do that we publish regularly that pretty much speak for us in spaces that we don't have to proactively go out and speak into. Mm -hmm. And a writer that I really like, um, which um, this this listener might be familiar with, Anne Friedman, she said this on the Long Form podcast, too, which is a podcast about writing. She said she, she talked about how, you know, she used to be an editor, and then she started this weekly newsletter basically curating all of the awesome journalism and stories that she had read from that week. And she has, like, now, like, 26,000 subscribers. Yeah. And essentially, she doesn't have to pitch anymore because that newsletter brings people to her and, and demonstrates, like, her work. Yeah. So... Um, you know, we talked a bit about some other networking strategies in past episodes, but I think for you, like, as a writer, you have a product that you can put out there into different spaces, spaces through social media. So consider, I don't know, connecting with other writers that way. Yeah. And I would say um, the key to not being thirsty is to be <laughs> genuine. Mm. So especially since you're a writer, like, read people's work and then like compliment them or tell them what you um, took away from this if you have like something that adds on to what they're talking about you know share that with them Mm. so I think a lot about a relationship is about adding values so if you you know bring contribute something I think people will recognize that yeah for sure any ideas for making friends (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you as far as um, just stay general Uh, uh, I'm sorry stay 
Genuine. Genuine. Yeah. Yeah, and then just play to your strengths. I mean, if you, writing is your strength, that is going to be what people are attracted to. So I would write and put it out there as many ways I can. And I'm yeah. a firm believer that, you know, again, you also can't think about what people say. If you come off thirsty, yeah. you know, you, you yeah, may you be thirsty. Be you just got to, gotta, go. you know, yeah. if you want it, um, which is more important? Do you want it more or are you afraid of it more? Yeah. This person says they're shy in person and online, which is quite a conundrum. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I usually find like online spaces to be more comforting <laughs> yeah. than yeah. in I mean, person. Thing, I guess because you can think about it like until they respond. You're mm. like, so do I sound like this? Or yeah. I like this? But I mean, yeah. like to Brandon's point, it's like you have to kind of be, at some point you have to say it is what it is. Like, yeah, I know. Just, just do it. I know. Um, well, good luck. Keep yeah. us posted. Um, and thanks for, for writing in. All right. It's our favorite time of the show. Um, this segment of the show, Hired and Fired, where we give a positive wink to folks in pop culture who are killing it out there and serve up a few termination papers to folks who aren't. Mm. You can see the whole team at joblogs.com slash payroll. Yes. So Joy is our hiring manager for this week. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing? I'm firing, actually. You always <laughs> I know, and you always hire. I feel terrible, but Good not cup, really. Back cup. Um, so, you know, we've been talking about social media and social influence okay. and, like, how people are using it for good. And, you know, it's really kind of motivating to see, like, the Black Matters activist DeRay now mm. running for mayor of Baltimore. That, I'm not going to say, like, relying on that social influence, but definitely having a, a, a mm-hmm. big role in that. On the other hand, we have people like Rush V. Who? Roosh V. Have you not heard of this guy? I have not. So it's, it's not his real name. Um, <laughs> but he basically is a... Have you heard of him? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, you're here. <laughs> he basically is a pickup artist, which I had to Google. Oh, a, a womanizer, a professional womanizer. Okay. Sleeps around with women. And he has started this whole like anti-feminist movement to basically get men together to rally against and build solidarity against feminists and women. And he's used that influence. Like, if you look at his social media accounts, it's all littered with hate speech, all littered with misogyny. So he's like a troll. He's he's beyond a troll. He's like... Super troll. He's, like, written books. He's, like, a published author and everything. He has, like, whole communities with, like, tens of thousands of men in them. So he's really at the point where, like, he has a platform and influence. He's just choosing to use it this way. And actually, he basically started coordinating gatherings for men. I've heard about Yes, those. this is the guy. He coordinated gatherings and people were calling them like pro-rape gatherings even though that yeah. rhetoric didn't come from him. Um, but essentially I mean if you're telling men like it's cool to take what you want from a woman and then saying let's all go to drinks and talk about this, mm. you know you can infer what you will. So I mean I just, I can't even I'm not going to give him more shine. What I will say though is like Sir, if you need a cause, I have several (laughs) that you could lend your energies to. There are 12 million people displaced as a result of the Syrian crisis. There are the Flint water crisis. People don't have clean water. water. I mean, Zika virus. Like, pick one, anyone. But this, this ain't it. This ain't it. This is nobody's ministry. What is he trying to accomplish? I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't. 
just and that's what I'm saying. It's just like it's goalless. It's and honestly, like it, it has me thinking about to a lesser degree a mm-hmm. lot of our social presence mm-hmm. because a lot of times things will happen in the media and we all are just rah 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 and we're on there and we're talking about things and like sometimes just do a quick check like what are you trying to accomplish are you just spouting out the mouth about nothing with no cause like you know yeah. your words have power yeah. they do and yeah. so in this donald trump roosh v era <laughs> i caution you all to use really your use your power for good, for good. Yeah. so sir you are fired Bye. escort him out the building <laughs> goodbye great episode i think we've confronted some fears yeah money it is a start it is definitely an ongoing conversation yes yeah i think we need to touch on this a little bit more every now and mm-hmm. then it's, yeah oh, it's rough it's adulting i know hashtag adulting i know a couple hard. weeks ago i told y'all about um that student debt segment i did Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, For another podcast. I don't know if they're using it or not, but basically they asked me, like, what's your credit card debt? What's your loans? What's all of this? It was a really daunting exercise um, just to look at the whole picture. So I'm definitely taking notes from this and working and prioritizing lowering my debt this year. Yeah, that's a great goal. All right. So... If you can't get enough of job blogs, <laughs> we're on all your social media channels at job blogs, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook, yes, yeah. yes. Connect with us. We keep the dialogue going Tuesday through Sunday. Yeah, lots of great content coming up on the blog, so make mm-hmm. sure you check it out. Yep, you can also hear all of the episode links from this and other episodes on the website. Don't forget to rate and review us. We're on iTunes. You can search the iOS podcast app for job blogs, and then you can hit review there, the tab there, and leave us a rating and a review. Five stars proper, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can search on iTunes on your desktop. Many thanks, yeah. as always, to our guest, Brandon. This was a really fantastic conversation. Thank you for Thanks for, for having us. me again. I really had fun. Yes. Um, and also thanks to our producer, Adrian yes. Wagner. Adrian, still up for Budum. I know. I know. If you guys missed that, we are taking applications. So <laughs> slide in the DM. <laughs> <laughs> and our studio, Visionary Media. <laughs> yes. Thank you, as always. Listen, you guys, this week, Get yourself a mint account, spreadsheet, whatever, checkbook, balance it out. Figure out what you're dealing with in terms of your finances and keep us busted. See you next week. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.